Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. You can't have the Pretender's first album. That's mine. I bought it. You did not. The catchphrases. Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? And the wannabes. Sometimes I see you dance around the house in my underwear. Doesn't make me Madonna. Never will. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your old pal Spearsy. And Brad in LA. And today we talk about the nostalgia triggers of the 80s. What the hell are nostalgia triggers, you might wonder? Well, this promo for ABC in the late 70s and early 80s is certainly a trigger for me. ABC. Holy shit, that, me too. Every time I hear that song, I see like Still Happy Days clip one. reels. <laughs> it's so happy. I mean, maybe, maybe no, no pun on Happy Days, but just uh, the golden age of network television, right? Yeah, network. Well, back when you would be all camped out to see the the fall season previews, like here's the promo of all the shows we're going to show this fall. Uh. And then, yes. like the Saturday morning, remember the Saturday morning previews? Like, here's all the Saturday morning cartoons you're going to get to watch this fall. <sighs> the Laugh Olympics, the Scooby Doo's, yeah. the Really Rotten's, and the Yogi Yahooies, <laughs> Super Friends, and uh, other assorted comic book characters that you've never God, heard of. Super, super Friends, God love them. The Hall of Justice. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> And this, those crazy, wacky uh, Wonder Twins. Oh. Wonder Twin powers activate. Shape of octopus. Form of an ice unicycle. Gotta love the Wonder Twins. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling down the nostalgia hole this, this episode. Well, that's it's what we're here for today, folks. If you don't like navel gazing, you know, go look at your own <laughs> navel. I need a mirror for that these days. But uh, aside from the point... Uh, you know what else triggers nostalgia for me, Steve says, according to the script? Ooh, what could it be? <laughs> the 80s cruise. Seriously, we've read the lineup to the 80s cruise endlessly now for, I don't know, the last six months? It's been maybe? a while. You know, like I said, I know that when I get past the smithereens with guest vocalist Marshall Crenshaw, I am on glide path to bring that baby in. Like, <laughs> once I get through that, it's no edits are necessary from there out. I nail it. I'm just glad that Belinda Carlisle and Berlin are no longer on the same bill. Yeah. It's too bad they didn't perform on stage together as Berlinda Carlisle. Ooh. Well, there was a missed opportunity. I know. If you had to like narrow it down, what's the most nostalgic, uh, rich moment for you on the 80s cruise? Well, it's, I think they're all in the same year. It was uh, A, giving Tom Bailey shit about not remembering <laughs> his band member's name. That's kind of mean, I thought. It was. Like, it was mean. I couldn't stop myself. I couldn't stop myself. Like, oh, do you remember her name today? I'm like, oh, shit. Did I just say that? And then the other one for me would be 
playing walking soccer with Thomas Dolby. Yeah. To me, my, my favorite part and the most nostalgic rich moment of any cruise is when we get to judge the costume contest on Pop Icon Night. Okay. And I remember when you, me, and General Plane N were doing it, and we were done. Like everybody had been paraded in front of us, and we saw so many great costumes. Oh my gosh! And then, yeah. and then Chuck Coverly comes running past us, not to be judged. He's looking for the rest of his costume mates, and he's dressed as Ed Rooney from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm. He's dressed as he's dressed as Ed Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ed Rooney. <laughs> and we were like, wait, 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 slow down, stop. He's like, what? What? I'm looking for my friends. I'm like. This is the greatest costume we've ever seen. <laughs> like you, you're inhabiting the role. You're not just wearing the clothes. No, you, you are the man. Nobody can quite understand how perfectly on point he was. It was and, the it was the bloody nose tissue kind of stuck up his nose. Oh, it's beautiful. All the attention to detail, and that's to me the attention to detail is to me what makes the '80s crew so great. Every every year you go on it, and you see some people dressed up as. You know, they're dressed up as Heathers or the Ghostbusters or uh, Pac-Man. But every once in a while, somebody blows your mind yeah, with an outfit that, true. that took them nine months to build. Right. And you just sit there and you just – your insides explode. And I'm not talking about from the uh, taco bar during mm-hmm. the uh, midnight buffet. I'm I mean, talking there's about nothing just, wrong with the taco bar. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm talking about like complete and total joy that someone – has such a strong attachment to the decade that they put in all this work and reserved all that space in their luggage, their very yeah. limited luggage, to bring this on board. You leaned into it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's funny you would talk about that night because that's my favorite costume contest we judged. Yes. It was, we were in kind of a little nook in one of the lounges, so we couldn't yes. see the line that stretched for miles <laughs> of one direction. People would just come through and we would. You know, and we had a little space. You're like, oh, what do you think? I only took some notes. But the other thing that the crews did that year was they brought us a cooler of beers. Do you remember that? Oh, I did. I did not until just now. So after we finished judging people, you know, professionally as opposed to just the normal judging we do in our day to day lives on the cruise, we sat there. The three of us sat there and just had some beers and chatted, and it was just a nice little kind of moment. A moment out of time on a cruise that was out of time. So I think we actually created a pocket universe there, not to get all sure. metaphysical, but yeah. it was cool. I, I really that's that's a fun memory for me. So you're talking about a primordial wormhole. Ooh, hmm. I wonder if you can get pizza in that wormhole. Dark matter abyss is what you're referring to. See, I've watched way too many episodes of the new Star Trek series. I'm sorry, I, I, just I guess can't so. I, I need to I need to stay away from that because I have too many other things to watch already. Seriously, Paramount Plus is like my new, and we're going to get into this here in a few minutes again, about my Paramount Plus obsession these days Mm. and why it pertains to this show. But Paramount Plus has Picard, it has Star Trek Discovery, and it has uh, Strange New World. So three three Star Trek series that you can only watch on Paramount Plus. Oh my gosh, forget about it. And Steve I work Spears from, is gone. <laughs> I work from home. So he's what, putting on his red shirt and he's dying every episode. He's yeah. ready to go. Oh, it's sad. I mean, I, my productivity is. Let's just say that I give it all <laughs> for uh, <laughs> for my employers. And but the second that's over, man, I'm I'm totally on board. The point being that, uh, in case this is the first episode you're ever listening to of Stuck in the Eighties, and you're kind of curious about this Eighties cruise thing, yes, it actually does depart in 2023 for the. 
seventh voyage, eighth voyage, seventh, and then we're going to the Mexican Riviera this year. No Caribbean, right? Right, that'll be uh, fun. Leaving out of Los Angeles, not so uh, fun. You can look up the lineup. It's oh, shut your hole. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, your whole city's on fire these days. I don't know. <laughs> it's just hot as balls. Yeah. Anyway, wow, we are getting way off track. Yeah, we were uh, once going to do a podcast. However, if you are indeed interested in this journey and you have never gone before as a first-time guest you can get a 200 dollars cabin credit by using the promo code stuck when you book you have to use it when you book you can't call back later and be like hey can i use the promo code because they will say no well they'll say they won't say no they'll be like i really wish you had given us this information beforehand however time dynamics such they are in the 21st century we will Since be the arrow unable- of time moves only forward <laughs> yes. we're not in a primary wormhole um Brad's www.theadiescruise.com. <laughs> there. Check the box. Devo is on Brad's list. Uh, Kim Wilde is on my list. The Church is on my list of, oh, of must-see. Yeah. They should be. Uh, I, I can sing better than Tone Loke now, so and I will be doing so at karaoke. Funky, cold Spurzina. You can go watch Tone Loke, or you can watch me. I'm just saying the seating will be better for watching me. Hmm. <laughs> anyway... On to this week's topic. Nobody on the road. Nobody on the beach. I feel it in the air. The summer's out of reach. Empty lake, empty streets. The sun goes down alone. I'm driving by your house. Though I know you're not home. Brad, what the hell is that? Steve, that's a cover the Don Henley song, Boys of Summer. And I know I know people are getting their backs up a little bit right now, but I, I really like this. It's, it's interesting. I do, on Spotify, I do playlists with my kids, and Katie and I do, like, the, we have these family playlists, and people throw stuff in there. And my daughter put that Atari's version on one of our family playlists, and I was like, oh, this is a good song. She's like, yeah, I really like it. I'm like, oh, you know, it's a cover. She's like, yeah, I like this one better than the original. I'm like, well, okay. Um, but since it's on the playlist, I'm listening to it, and I like it. It's... You know, I like it when they bring something different to a cover. If you're going to remake it, don't just give me the same version with your voice. The one exception to that being the Star Spangled Banner, but we'll get into that later. Can I stop you for a second? Does your daughter even know what Atari is? Probably not. <laughs> I'm just, okay, I'm just saying. I just Yeah, that's fair. Con- context. Yeah, I'm listening to this song. What I like about it is I feel like it has still has all of that angst in it, mm. but it just, it's a it's a higher tempo, so it burns a little hotter. It's a little angrier. Yes. So I like the blend of angst and anger. And the one thing that the one lyric that they change, which I think is just note perfect, instead of seeing a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac, it's a black flag sticker mm. on a Cadillac. And it's just like, oh, bring it home to me, baby. Bring it <laughs> yeah. home to me. But the next line there, you know, this is the, the third verse after the break. Little voice inside my head said, "Don't look back. You can never look back." Uh, Thought I knew what love was. What did I know? Those days are gone forever. And then the last line: I should just let them go. But then that last word, that one word, in which our entire podcast exists, like a galaxy and the head of a pin or a primordial wormhole thingy <laughs> that Spearsy loves so much, the word, but. Uh, I don't let it go. I can't let it go. It's I need my pain. <laughs> I want my pain. I've got goosebumps on my aging, wrinkling skin. Oh, well, high praise. Hey, 
we've talked about this before on the podcast. I'm going to have to go into whisper mode here again. Oh, okay. Whisper mode. And Just like Blue Thunder. Night vision, infrared filter, target system. Whisper mode so you can travel silent. There's a, there's a, lot, of, there's a lot of warnings in pop culture about like, the dangers of nostalgia and stuff like that. And you know, as someone who's dabbled, I should say, in nostalgia for 17 years now, 17 years. Right. Um, I, I thought it'd be prudent for me to look up and see if any studies have been done. And so I did. And uh, I'm, I'm not saying I spent like a whole week working on this or anything. <laughs> yeah. Does it show? No. <laughs> but I found a, a study on nostalgia and how it affects the brain on a website called Neurology Live. Mm. And which just seems like it should be legitimate. And a 2019 study concluded rather predictably that, quote, nostalgic experiences trigger metabolic activity and blood flow in several brain regions and can be a useful emotional strategy <clears throat> or a harmful addiction. <laughs> well, I mean, if you go, you want to go back to the Greek, which I know we all want to go back to the Greek, you know, at least to see Adam Ant play, but that show got canceled. But um, nostalgia, the roots are uh, to return home and plus the word pain. <laughs> so the pain is right there in it. The study also says that, quote, nostalgia itself is not linked with depression, thank God, or any other affective disorder. Just podcasting. <laughs> In effect, one study links nostalgia to an overall trait of resilience. I'm going to seize upon that. Mm. And so we will resiliify ourselves <laughs> yes. as we go forward into our resilient, nostalgic selves. Yeah, yeah. I want to go first because... Yeah, give me one, Stevie. It's, it's only a matter of time till I pass out <laughs> from my... from. <laughs> From something that's absolutely not linked to depression. <laughs> Sorry. This is one of those shows, folks. We we plan it for a whole 90 minutes. For some reason, pizza. Pizza commercials and overall pizza restaurants trigger nostalgia. Specifically, I'll tell you why. Um, specifically, um, Godfather's Pizza and Pizza Hut. And Pizza Hut for this reason alone. What makes a Pizza Hut pan pizza so good? Ah. It's a pan full of homemade taste. Ooh. Made fresh with dough we raised twice. Nice. Baked in a pan with a light, crispy crust. Oh. Dripping with pure mozzarella cheese. Ooh. And your favorite toppings. There's only one place you can get a pan pizza this good. Your hometown Pizza Hut restaurant. The 80s was the decade of pan pizza. <laughs> yeah, that that shows up and I mean, okay, look, maybe if you live in Chicago you got that stuff before, but not, it blew not for my the rest mind. of us. Yeah. Mm. Like, oh yeah, can you can you get me that with like about an extra half inch of dough on the bottom of it and <laughs> soak it, just soak it in whatever Oh, sure, it's olive oil. Mm-hmm. What, whatever it is, and just cook it until it's all sizzly. Yeah, bring me one of those. And put it on my table where it's 700 degrees inside yes. of pizza. It actually <laughs> literally melts a hole in the table. And it wasn't pan pizza unless you actually had it at the Pizza Hut. You didn't – delivery wasn't really an option. It was an option back then, but it wasn't as common as it is today. Yeah. 
And so you went to Pizza Hut, and like your parents would get the salad bar, and you'd go play with the video game, and you'd wait an irrationally long time for your pizza. Like you might drop a quarter in the jukebox, you know. It was just amazing. They also had a thing called a what? There was another. P- I loved everything that Pizza Hut slung at me in the eighties, like <laughs> the thin <laughs> and crispy, the thick and chewy. There was the Piazza pizza that was like a pizza, literally a pizza pie. Mm. If if if. Pizza Hut was selling in the 80s. I was buying it. And the only reason I didn't buy more of it was because my mom controlled every cent that I spent in college. And, like, <laughs> so. I've been thinking to look at your LA, Stephen, and there seems to be an increasing right. amount of it's going to Pizza Hut. So you find out what the cheapest pizza is in town, and you and use every you coupon get. you have because, yeah. you know, she's still convinced that you could go and have a have a meal for 10 cents at the – at the campus cafeteria, and I assure you that never happened. I don't know if you've seen this, but Pizza Hut has this new, maybe it's not that new, this Pizza Hut classic restaurants no. where they are opening basically new restaurants that are the old style, like in the old shape building. Oh, and they're no. supposed to have like the booths and the tablecloths and the, the whole nine yards. Oh. I I just heard about this. I haven't tracked one down. I want to own but one. Surely some of our listeners have been to one, and, and we need to hear about it. I, I want just, to, I'm begging you, please. I want, I, want, I, want to, I want to cash in my entire retirement account and buy one. I think, I think that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> my retirement account's not that big, so it's, it's, it's not really that much of a... The other pizza, for some reason that I'm addicted to from the 80s, Godfather's Pizza was... I don't know, I mean, I don't know if it was... I think it was national. Yeah, we had them in Oklahoma. There was one on the outskirts of Gainesville where I went to college. I mean, just far enough that you, you had to know somebody who owned a car. You weren't going to ride your bike to Godfather's. But at the time, they had taco pizza, which mm. was to us like the greatest thing in the world. And so maybe once every two weeks, we would, we would go to Godfather's Pizza. And I had been like um, hypnotized into loving Godfather's Pizza based on their commercials. Uh, ones like this. Hey, you got plans coming up? Well, change them. Because right now you can get one of my large Godfather's pizzas for the price of a medium. No coupons. Just say a pizza you can't refuse when you order and get a large for the price of a medium. Order one or a dozen, but say a pizza pizza you can't can't refuse. Get a large for the price of a medium. Look, I run this deal past this date. I go to the poorhouse, so get off your duff now. Godfather's pizza. Do it. The pizza you can't refuse. Oh, yeah. I, I I fell completely in love with the. I mean, I don't think I've ever bought in so much to an advertising slogan as I did Godfather's <laughs> Pizza. And so we would go. We have the Godfather's Pizza. When when I got divorced, I lived with my friend Bad Andy, and you know Bad Andy. I do know Bad Andy, and he lived within walking distance of a Godfather's Pizza. Oh dear! And so our refrigerator was full at any given time of nothing else but like beer bottles and. And half empty boxes of Godfather's pizza. God, you guys must have been like print journalists or something. <laughs> he was God. What shitty job did he have back then? He, he might have been a forest ranger. I I, I don't know. He's had wow. so many career changes. But I, I was working like three a.m. to eleven a.m. at the newspaper, and so I'd come home and sleep for a few hours and eat leftover pizza on a on my fold out couch and and. That was life, and yeah. 
That's good stuff. So to this day, when I, I don't think there's a Godfather's Pizza near me in Orlando. If there was, I would I would have to hunt it out and at least try it and see if it kind of reminds me. I, 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 I will admit I don't order the Pizza Hut so much anymore. But now that I know that there's those original restaurants somewhere, now I feel like I need to. Yeah, you should check it out. See if you can track one down. Anyway, so give me your first nostalgia trigger. Okay, my first one, and this we experienced last week when we had an, another virtual drive-in with the Patreons. It's the point where the music swells in the 1980s HBO feature presentation intro. God, I love this so much. Oh, when the, you know, the fly through, yeah, it's cute. Oh, look, those are models. But when it gets to the, <laughs> when it gets to the music and it just kind of, and then it swings in and the star bursts and I just like, oh, yes. And I've always been about the music. I'm so into the music of the 80s, more so than movies and way more than the TV. So it's not surprising to me too much, but that tune is just like something good is about to happen mm. like here it comes it's like the teenage version of you know when you're gonna get the charlie brown special and there's that special things that kind of swirls in <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 the hbo intro only happened for like a really good movie they weren't going to show this for like you know sorry beastmaster used cars not, not that there's anything wrong with used cars but they're, they're, they're going to save the fly through for like like the saturday night 8 p.m movie right i've seen it so many times like from time to time we talk about like the music we want played when we die can can you play that when they like put my casket in the ground <laughs> oh my gosh there he goes Stephen Spears oh my gosh I was telling my kids recently that I, I, I have very simple requests for my funeral I just I want you to put me in a boat with all of my most valued possessions <sighs> shove me out into a lake and then Vikings. I want one of, one of my daughters yeah Viking funeral one of my daughters friends as an archer i'm like i want them to fire a flaming arrow into my gasoline soaked corpse and then i want you to play sea shanties and dance about until my rowboat burns to the water line oh my god that's better than mine that's how i want to go you can use it it's like the it's the end of x it's the end of x caliber oh Oh gosh it kind of is (sighs) yeah i don't know where you get a permit for such a thing as that oh there's no just What you got under here? Don't, don't touch that. Some new specialized weather sensing equipment. You uh, got a permit for that? Of course I do. This is the new America. We don't have permits for anything. We can just do whatever we want. Yeah, all you got to do is give the guy 50 bucks, just like Doc Brown in Back to the Future. Yeah, you got a expensive. permit for that? Just make an excuse tomorrow on social media. Okay, here's my second one. We're only going to have two each. Everybody probably lived in a town... That had a, uh, a UHF TV station, right? You you probably had one in Oklahoma, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you're basically your second class citizen broadcasters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Tampa Bay, where I grew up, it was Channel Forty Four, and every Saturday they had a creature feature. Okay. Hosted by Doctor Paul Bearer. 
<laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. The doctor was played by this guy named Dick Benick. He was a former stage musician who dressed up as a mortician, kind of like a cross between Vincent Price and uh, the Thriller, you know, bulging okay. eyeballs. Okay. And he lived in Central Florida, where I do live now, and he would drive into Tampa Bay and record uh, three months of intros in one afternoon. Okay. Nice. And he had a lot of catchphrases. But the, the best known one was, I'll be lurking for you. <laughs> here's, here, here's one of his intros now. Castle of Dr. Paul Bearer. <laughs> so nice to sit out of the uneasy chair in my unliving room. <laughs> Run a little late today, so I uh, stopped by one of those quickie food joints and picked up, uh, thought I'd try some chicken McMaggots today. <laughs> well, let me see how these things taste anyway. <clears throat> mm, very tasty. <laughs> so while I enjoy my chicken McMaggots, maybe you can enjoy our Horrible old movie for today, and believe me, it's really horrible, or my name isn't Dr. Paul Barrow. <laughs> he did this from like 1977 to 1992. He did it for forever. That's a pretty good run. And... To me, the 80s are defined by Saturday Afternoons with Dr. Paul Bear. And he had all these puns that he just would just roll out one after another. Like, he wasn't eating a package of Chicken McNuggets. He was eating a pack of Chicken McMaggots, you know. <laughs> Sadly, in 1995, he died at age 66. He oh still gosh. has a Twitter account and a website, drpaulbearer.net. Uh, I think somebody else is playing his part now. And that's well. fine. But, like, I used to live in this apartment complex that was turned into condos. The, the first Spears Lair was in this place in St. Petersburg, and it was located right next to Channel 44. Mm. So every time I would drive home, I would see the sign for Channel 44, which, you know, is, is kind of, I don't I, I maybe, I, I assume it still exists, but in the age of cable television, you know. Yeah, I mean, over the air is making a comeback, but uh, yeah, it's, it's tough to find perfect. But every day I would drive... I would drive by Channel 44 and go, I'll be lurking for you. <laughs> and so I just, I know that's something that's more Tampa Bay oriented, but I, I think everyone can kind of connect with the idea that, yeah. that local I mean, character. Like the local ads or wherever it is you grew up. You know, we talked about Federated in, in LA and I made some joke about Crazy Eddie. And so I was like, how do you know about Crazy Eddie? <laughs> Every you know local market had their down market version of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, maybe with slightly less cleavage, maybe <laughs> Every, a dude with a lot of puns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If Last American Virgin or any of the other movies didn't like usher me into puberty, then then Elf Ira did. So. Yeah, well, you know, there's always that. 
so were the movies the same kind of stuff that I would see on the weekends in the middle of the day where it was like a giant ant is attacking yes. a power station and then oh my gosh next week there's a giant praying mantis like, <laughs> yes <laughs> it was all the B movies they were but they were great like and then every Sunday on the same channel at 10 a.m. they would show an uh, Abbott and Costello movie. Okay. Oh, so nice. every every Abbott and Costello movie I've seen, I saw like in the 70s and 80s, and I saw it on Channel 44. That's so funny. So what's your final trigger? My second one is another music tie. Uh, you know, if you live out in the sticks like I did for a while, we didn't have the MTV. So we had to wait for Fridays and Saturdays after what, like 7 o'clock or so, maybe 10 o'clock, when Superstation WTBS would play this baby. Welcome to Night Tracks, America's favorite music video show. Tonight we present the hottest videos from the biggest stars of pop, rock, and some new music surprises. This hour we'll have Duran Duran, Bette Midler, and Huey Lewis in the news. And Lassiter presents Nightflix. Now, let's get the show jumping with Van Halen. Night Tracks. I love it. Oh, God. I just, I hear that and I'm just like transported back to this cozy spot. Oh. I have a t shirt that says Night Tracks. That, you do uh, not. I do. It's, it's oh. in, in the closet. I think I brought it on the cruise one year. It's, um, I knew I, there was a reason we were friends, Stephen Q. Spears. The Maestro, the original producer of the podcast, sent me one a few years ago. Oh. I mean, yeah, we didn't get we didn't get MTV. I didn't see MTV until I moved to California. But Friday nights, I would get off of my, you know, I would get home from my date or whatever, and I would get off my shift on a Saturday at the theater. And especially if I was coming home from the theater, I'd have like a giant tub of popcorn and have like a giant jug of soda, and I would sit mm. in my room and basically just eat popcorn and you know, watch videos until uh, they played Electric Avenue. <laughs> and if, the, if the, the video that was on after Electric Avenue was bad, then I would go to bed. So I was usually up until like 2 o'clock in the morning. You had a lot of popcorn and soda. Did you? Did, I'm just curious. We've never talked about this, and it really f- seems like not part of the show at all. But I'm just kind of curious. Did you have skin problems? You know, like you know, did you did you have a did you fight your share of acne in the 80s? Oh yeah, I had I had pretty bad acne. Yeah. Um, me although too. I think at this point, I, you know, just from the fact that my skin is still pretty oily, I think it's just was going to be part of the program. Yeah. No, but, I still. Yeah, I went to the dermatologist. I got to lay there and have the the eye drop oh. treatment and. Take the antibiotics and all that stuff. Yeah, God, me too. Like I, we talked about this. Like I, the only reason I got to go to Journey back in 1981 was because I tolerated a, a trip to the dermatologist where they like <laughs> lanced all my. Yeah, you oh, just God. lay there and they just come after you. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I ate a lot of popcorn. I mean, it's funny. I was just talking about that with Katie. My freshman year in college, I was working as assistant manager at a little rinky-dink movie theater in, in California. And I pretty much had popcorn for dinner every night. Wow. Which I, I loved. I still love popcorn. Oh, my gosh. I can't, I can't eat, eat like it. that now. I can't, I can't eat it. I haven't eaten it in like 30 years. Wow. There was a time that I ate it, and one of the kernels, like the little skin, got yeah. attached to my tooth. Oh, yeah. And I had, so I had to go to the dentist. <gasps> to get it removed? To get it removed. And they're like, well, while you're here, we should probably tell you that you, your wisdom teeth need to come out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Gateway to pain. 
popcorn right. and pain. Yeah, so to the, to this day, I associate the. I, I love smart corn. Like if I'm going to have it, I have the smart corn. Okay, but I'm I'm so so paranoid about it sticking to my teeth. And I, granted, we have tools today we didn't have in the '80s, but yeah, but still, we've we've uncovered some really rich territory right here. But yeah, you know what else gets stuck up? in your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> the seggies. Prepare to oh, it's time for Stuck in the Arcade. The Seggy that almost wasn't ever going to happen <sighs> anymore. I tried to kill it, and now I am its biggest yes. fan. The it's scales like... fall from my eyes on the road to Arcade Damascus. <laughs> I love this. Uh, We're going in all sorts of directions tonight. This is great. It's, it's a good time. So, so last time, we had a, a pretty big crew of people answering, and a lot of them were wrong, Steve. Yes, good. Yeah. Do you want to play the clip and then talk about it, or talk yeah, about it and then play the clip? Let's play the clip and then let's mock people. Okay. And then let's then let's celebrate the winners. I love it. Okay. Pay attention. Here's the clip from the last episode that we did this in. This time out, we got some Robotron. Nope. We got some Missile Command. Mm-mm. We got some Defender. Not. A few people thought it was Stargate. Wrong, 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 wrong. Those bleeps, bloops, blops, and otherwise exploding noises were from our favorite knob-spinning vector graphics marvel. Rotary encoders for the win. We all know it. We all love it. It's from Tempest. It was a tough one because I admit a lot of games sound like this one. Oh yeah, I mean the the thing is, look, they had they only had like so many chips to make these sounds <laughs> yeah. with, so they're all the games are kind of using the same kind of library of, of noises. You know, we we mock, but we mock gently. We understand, but it was a nice <laughs> long clip, and I can vouch that it was from Tempest because I pulled it from a very long gameplay video. But some people did win. Yes, we did have a healthy number of winners. And those winners include the Tromboner, Surreal, Scott Coomer, Dave Parrott, Son of Hugo, Robin, Michigan, Fetch in Evansville. I don't think we've heard from Fetch in a while. How's it going, well. Fetch? Cincinnati Joe, Stony Stitt, Stan Schwartz, Real Actor Rob, Brian and Columbus, Dr. Dim, Chris Deepcut Sampson, and East Coast Alex, who writes, Almost got me with this one. Thought it was Defender, then maybe you're pulling a fast one and it was Stargate. But no, it's definitely Tempest. No doubt in my mind. Yet another game I loved and sucked at. I want my quarters back. Yeah. Amen, Alex. A fing man. <laughs> like, you can put that on my tombstone as well. I want my quarters back. I want my quarters back. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't melt in the Viking fire. Yeah, well, there's that. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. I. I want to play more video games. I think there's a... Um, you got a barcade in the neighborhood? I live north of Orlando. Just, I mean, like, I'm in the suburbs. I'm not, mm-hmm. I mean. And they're opening up 80s bar downtown, which I don't mm. really like to go downtown. It's a schlep, isn't it? it well, it's like, it's like 25 minutes, but it's like, the, you know, you're down there with the 20-somethings and, you know, and... Yeah. Hey, Grandpa. It's Florida, so there's a fair amount of gunplay involved. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> But there's supposed to be a new 80s-themed bar that hmm. 
So I, I want to check it out, but preferably kamikazes <laughs> in the daytime, preferably, and preferably not when I'm driving. But yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, maybe. Yeah, um, if I make it out, we'll have to we'll have to, to do a pilgrimage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been playing a lot of pinball. I finally got my pinball machine fixed up, and it's so I play try and play it every day since I spent the money to get it working again. Yeah, no, no kidding. Well, Dave Augiagas is supposed to be here next week, I think. Oh well, a, there you go. He's down by Disney, so like, will we make it up to downtown? And I don't, and I, I don't even know if it's open downtown. So mm. we'll have to see. Well, that, has, that man can sniff of an arcade game from <laughs> ten miles away, so I'm oh, sure no you'll kidding. be just fine. That's a good point. Very good point. So anyway, let's spin the wheel and find out who wins the uh, postal-friendly bottle opener. Here we go. Oh. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're singing garbage bag commercials now, kids. Yep. It's all over. Uh, looks like it's going to land on Fetch in Evansville. Well, there's Carmen if there ever was one. Yeah, Fetch. Good to hear from you. Send me an address. I'll send you a postal-friendly bottle opener. And maybe some other goodies if I can fit them in the envelope. Maybe a garbage bag. <laughs> maybe. Maybe a live rhesus monkey. <laughs> That'd be fun, too. Hey, anyway, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery arcade sound. If you know it, say the next lines with me. Because I don't remember them. <laughs> Email us at podcast at sit80s.com. And tune in next time to find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. What would you rather rely on? Something wimpy or something hefty? Hefty, hefty, hefty. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Hefty. Wimpy. Wimpy bags are fine for wimpy jobs, but don't send one to do a hefty job. When the pressure's on, hefty stretches where wimpy bags break. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Want a bag you can rely on? Then don't send a wimpy bag to do a hefty job. Hey, we're back. We have a few minutes left. Be remiss if we didn't say that um, if you're not a patron, you're missing out on some of the fun stuff. Just a couple days ago, we had a... Brad's virtual drive-in theater, we had a screening of Strange Brew. Yes, we did. <laughs> I didn't mean to phrase that as a question, but it, it took me a second to remember. I, w- I kept wanting to say Xanadu, but it was not Xanadu. There was some discussion, but I wouldn't stand for it. Nope. Too soon. We're still going to do a tribute show to ONJ. It's just we have a special guest in mind, and it's just taking us a while to line her up. Yeah, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be yes. worth it. Yes, it will be. And... um but uh, we had we we watched Strange Brew, which I think I love the first half of the movie, and it's good that if you drink the first half of the movie because the second half of the movie then is... you don't notice the second half. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, my it kind of tips over and it rolls to the finish real fast. Yeah, <laughs> but it was fun. It was it was great. We had we had about twenty some people there watching the movie with us, and you could participate in the comment section as we're doing it. It's 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 a good time. We're also going to hopefully resume our patron only podcast. Uh, Brad and I are we're in active negotiations, as they would say. Yes, on our topic for to record something tomorrow night. Oh, I meant to t- talk about the whole the whole thing with Paramount Plus was about Godfather because Godfather oh. Pizza based on Godfather the movie. Um, Godfather 
and Godfather 2 and Godfather 3 are playing right now on Paramount Plus because Paramount Plus has the series called The Offer, which is... Oh, that's on Paramount Plus. I'm going to have to shell out for it for at least a little while then. It's cheap. It's cheap. And uh, um, it is. I mean, come on. I mean, it's like a 10-part series about the making of The Godfather with Miles Teller, who was in Mm. uh, Top Gun Maverick. And the girlfriend from Ted Lasso is in there. Oh, nice. It's a great series. If you love nostalgia, which obviously you do if you're still listening at this point in the show. Yeah, if you made it this far, like, what's wrong with you? Do you really not have any more options? Watch the offer and just be amazed by how much crap they had to wade through to make that freaking movie. Mm. And then go back and watch the movie and be like, oh, my God, it's ten times better now. That's what I'm saying. Wow, okay. So here's a question for you. Katie has never seen any of the Godfather movies, and... I've been hearing so many Ooh. good things about the offer. I want to watch that. But I said to her, I think we should watch the Godfather movies first, and yes. then we'll watch the offer. Watch the first Godfather movie, then watch, then watch the, watch the offer. offer, then decide whether you want to go watch two and three. Yeah. I'm, okay. I, I just started episode three, Coda, with the remake, the director's remake. I started mm-hmm. like 10 minutes before we started this show. So as soon as I finish this, I'm going to make another drink. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to watch Godfather of Coda. <laughs> I'm going to forget that we even recorded a show. Until somehow magically it appears online in like four days. Woohoo! Living the dream. This. America. Yeah. I believe in America. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all we uh, got. Yeah, thanks uh, for hanging out with us this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brad and I remain here. Please stay around with us because we have some more fun to come. I promise we'll, we'll do some research for the next show. <laughs> yeah. We're still here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is now on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash stuck in the 80s podcast. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And thanks for listening. <laughs>